Okay, well, welcome to the fourth episode of Cocktails and Culture podcast, where we enjoy some cocktails and have fun with the culture. So this week, we have a few things. We'll continue, obviously, with the basics of building an at-home bar. And we'll touch base on the culture, whatever little shit that took place. And then we'll talk about courtship and dating and the importance of that in this day and age. I already know everyone's going to say, well, you married, how you know about dating and courtship? Well, obviously... I know a little bit of something because I came to the point where, I mean, I'm at the end game. I'm at exactly where a lot of people want to be. So, fuck, I, I know a little bit of something. So, we'll unpack that as well. Um, the first thing I want to do, because I finally have reached 500 followers, which I can't thank everyone enough for. I mean, I'm just overwhelmed by the support the feedback the listeners the the likes on instagram so i definitely wanted to do uh this contest and as you all know to be able to enter the drawing you'd have to like a post on instagram that's at cocktails and culture one that's at cocktails and culture the number one on instagram um like a post and then add someone who's not actively following the page And then I just put everyone who's done that into a random drawing and the winner gets not only just the signature cocktail made after them, but obviously I'll do a live event with them as well. We'll walk through step by step together on how to build their own signature cocktail. So I'm really excited about it. So let's get to it. Let's get to the winner. The winner of the... (laughs) I'm so excited. I did this random drawing thing. So I'm just really excited about announcing the winner. So the winner is. You know what? No, I don't like the drum roll. It's very generic. Let's do something better. Like that better. that better um the winner of the giveaway the winner of the giveaway is at tamia 219-314 i am so i'm not gonna lie and act like i'm not happy to say that she was the one who was the randomly selected winner because i honestly think she added every single person who followed her so i appreciate that so much liking all the posts adding everybody to me thank you so much she's to be completely transparent obviously she's someone that i went to middle school with so i know her so i'm really happy that i really get to you know take the opportunity to speak with her and make a cocktail named after her so this is really going to be really fucking fun so shout out to Tamia 219-314. She's the winner. Girl, good looking out for the support. Okay. So the next step we want to get to is obviously what am I drinking? And I'm drinking what's called the Verdant Lady. And look, I know there are a lot of men who are filled with insecurity or immaturity or toxic masculinity or whatever the fuck that may not want to ask for a verdant lady at the bar. Look, the name don't mean shit. Okay. What matters is the actual ingredients of the cocktail. You shouldn't. Okay. So I was going to say you shouldn't feel like your gender should be defined or questioned because of the drink that you order. But I whole ass went on a date with a guy once and he ordered a Corona with grenadine. Like, 
that was like, you a whole ass bitch. I'm sorry. Like, dude, if you don't want the taste of beer, then don't order a fucking beer. Get a Shirley Temple. Why the fuck would you want that sugar? Like, seriously, you're just sitting up there drinking a pink beer on the first date. Like, that shit. This is why we're going to unpack dating and shit. Because that, that was a fucking don't. That was whack as fuck. But... The Verdant Lady, as you all know, just by looking on the Instagram page and the previous podcast, I'm really into my liquor liqueur game. I'm upping that. Chartreuse is my jam right now. So what goes into this is a half ounce of gin. Mind you, all of this goes into the shaker. So you add a half ounce of, a, excuse me, not half ounce, an ounce and a half of gin. An ounce and a half of gin. For me, it's still Bombay Sapphire. Half an ounce of lime juice. Real fucking lime juice. A fourth of an ounce of simple syrup and four mint leaves. Fresh mint leaves. And then a sixth of an ounce of chartreuse. Don't ask me to count out a six. I just did a splash. So whatever. You put all that in the shaker. Now, when you do mint leaves for me personally, I put the mint leaves into the palm of my hand. And I smack them. Like I clap them. I clap together with the mint leaves. The reason I do that is because it releases the oils and the actual scent and the natural flavor of the mint. So I do that first and then I put that into the shaker. Add that with ice, shake, and then strain into a either a coupe or a martini glass. Not in a motherfucking plastic cup. Don't have me go on another tangent about this bullshit. I'm not talking about glassware this week. I'll, maybe next week, maybe the week after, but I'm not doing that with you all this week. And that's it. It's a very simple cocktail. Um, obviously, you have to have chartreuse on deck to make it, but I fucking like chartreuse. It's a thing for me. And I know a lot of people are like, well, what does chartreuse taste like? It's a little sweet. It's a little herbal. Like, you can tell it's made from, like, plants and shit. Like, it's, but it's a good taste. Obviously, you don't want to go and drink chartreuse straight you're a fucking psychopath but it's a really good like if you have 30 40 bucks to just drop and you're building that at home bar if you don't want to go for the saint germain chartreuse i highly recommend it and ain't should change i ain't editing this shit out excuse me um by the time this podcast drop i will have posted uh the cocktail on the instagram page at Cocktails and Culture 1. Um, so last week we went over, you know, building a bar. And I say this all the time. I don't want to go over everything every time. Because y'all motherfuckers need to listen to these other episodes. I'm giving you gold here, people. But um, last week we did go over having a shaker and having a proper liqueur. Obviously that plays into the St. Germain. And the chartreuse that I love. But this week... I want to talk about mixers and fresh ingredients. Look. Sprite is not a fucking mixer. It's not. Can we stop putting Sprite in our fucking... First of all, no one should be drinking pop at this point in time in their life. Pop, soda, whatever the fuck you call it, Coke. You shouldn't be putting it into your body. This is why motherfuckers have mama muscles. This is why motherfuckers have muffin tops and they can't get rid of it. If you want to eat bullshit, that's fine, but you shouldn't be putting extra sugar and calories into your body anyway. Let that shit go. Oh, I, I want to have some Sprite. I want no Seven Up Sprite, all that. Seven Up's not that bad. I'm not gonna lie. A seven and seven is pretty cool, but that Sprite shit gotta go. That's not a valid mixer. Um, 
to me, what's a valid mixer. Um, and it goes into the liqueurs. It's liqueurs. That's a good mixer. Fresh juices. Syrups. So simple syrup. Simple syrups are so fucking easy and you can make them with anything. Um, a ginger simple syrup. You know, you brew fresh ginger into a pot with water and sugar. You have ginger simple syrup. You can have strawberry simple syrup. You can have mint simple syrup. Any fucking type of actual fruit or actual ingredient you want to have you can make a simple syrup out of it pretty much um and fresh juices you know i don't know what type of life you live and i've said this in the previous podcast where you don't have limes and lemons and oranges in your home but you need to reevaluate how you do all of this motherfucking shit you do you got you got to fucking do a, a, a fucking post check you should always have fucking fresh fruit in your house. You need to. This is why motherfuckers dropping dead left and right. So if you want some, if you are making a cocktail and it calls for, you know, orange juice, it's okay to just squeeze the juice from an orange. Or if it's lime juice or lemon juice. And if you look on the Instagram page, I always say this hashtag fuck roses lime. Fuck it. It's not good for anyone. It's, it has all this bullshit additives. Even the cocktail I'm drinking right now, it called for roses lime. I'm not putting roses lime in shit. I'll put Rose's Lime in the garbage. Basuda. But I'm not putting that in my cocktail. I'll go spend two, three dollars, get some limes, and then boom, there you go. Get some lemons, boom, there you fucking go. We've got to do better. I'm serious as fuck. Like fresh ingredients and mixtures kind of go hand in hand. A perfect example, like the drink I'm making, um, excuse me, the drink I'm drinking right now, the cocktail, it calls for fresh mint. Like all of these things, these, these little ingredients, fresh mint, fresh basil, fresh rosemary, they're not expensive at all. They are one, two, three dollars at your local market. Like you don't have to have a mint plant to have fresh mint. You don't. They sell that shit in little packages. Fresh rosemary, fresh thyme. You can have that so fucking easy. And also, it's good to have around the house because if you are actually cooking, you have these ingredients to add too. Like, I'm not here to be super preachy and super judgmental, but a little self-help and a little refinement hurts no one. We all can, you know, benefit from doing better. And if I see one more fucking person making a drink with just vodka and Sprite and pineapple juice and Skittles... That's not that's not a cocktail. That's that's diabetes. That's type two diabetes. That's that sugar. That's that. He done put the towel on the stove and burned down Big Mama's house. That's a soul food reference. It's a movie from the nineties. For those who don't get the references, I make a lot of fucking references. So sorry. I, I mean, so to be more streamlined. Building an at-home bar, okay. I would always say lemons and limes and mint. All those three ingredients together are not even going to cost you more than $10. You starting off that at-home bar, two limes, two lemons, a package of mint. I mean, it's not going to hurt you to have a mint plant. You can put that shit in the pot and just keep that on deck. But if you're not that type of person, buy those little pre-packaged or a little bushel of mint and just have that on deck. Have it. Because mint, lime juice, vodka, or gin, 
you have a cocktail. You have a craft cocktail right then and there. So there's no reason why you can't have that. There is none. It's like, I follow a lot of people on Instagram. And I've been doing the social media thing, like, majority of my peers since it started. You know, what was that shit? 2004. 2004, 2005. Even earlier, because Black Planet, Black Planet superseded all this shit. Let's take a pause. And this is what I like drinking and doing the podcast, because I get to do the little caveats and shit. Black Planet was the original social media. It, it was before MySpace, Facebook, everything. And that shit was that shit. We all learned how to code. We all learned how to add music and content. And it was that shit. And I'm really surprised a lot of people don't demand the credit. Like everyone gives Mark Zuckerberg all the credit in the world for having Facebook. And don't get me wrong. Like Facebook was an, a great idea. And I'm talking about the college Facebook, not this shit that I see right now where you have your fucking crazy ass uncle, you know, posting that picture of like you and McGregor saying, if you love Jesus, you have to like keep scrolling. If you love the devil, like that's not a thing. It's not even a thing. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm not talking about this Facebook. I'm talking about the old Facebook where you can go and see that one person you went to elementary school with doing a keg stand. I missed that Facebook. That was a good idea. But Black Planet did all that shit first. With music. So. Big ups to Black Planet. And I'm disappointed that Solange made this whole thing about Black Planet. And it's not even a thing now. Like, motherfuckers need to get back on. Black Planet. Excuse me. Black Planet is where. All the evidence of me first cutting my hair before college. They're all there. I chopped all my hair off before I went to school. But I digress. I follow a lot of people on social media. And a lot of these hoes are posting drinks. And I'm like, this is why you've gained 85 pounds since high school. Not not them kids. It's this shit. And it's just... And this is why I always stress and I always bring it back to this point, which obviously I want to always finish the episode, but we're not done yet. So don't think we're done. But I always want to say that I'm so passionate about craft cocktails because I'm passionate about fresh ingredients as well. I'm passionate about it because I want to, I want everyone to do better and it shit tastes fucking better. I'm sorry, but you making a fucking Jolly Rancher shot, that shit don't taste nothing like me uh, having a fucking celery gin gimlet that should have knocked your fucking socks off yo so let's so this so let's let's continue with the momentum so building that bar fresh mixers fresh ingredients what i do is i always have a mason jar of simple syrup on deck i have a, a mason jar of simple syrup ginger simple syrup and whatever other simple syrup i'm feeling snazzy about y'all know i'm a hashtag nipster if you don't know what a nipster is go back to episode three and it'll explain it to you but I always have something else, you know, a strawberry simple syrup, you know, a cherry simple syrup, something that I'm, you know, lychee, whatever, something that I'm feeling like I want to have one day. I always have two to three mason jars just at home, just ready, because it's a pain in the ass of making a simple syrup then letting it sit and then having to make your cocktail. Like a jar, a mason jar of simple syrup should last you maybe a week and some change, if not longer, if you seal it right. So that and that's honestly one of the easiest fucking things anyone can do one part water one part sugar and then whatever ingredient you want to add if you want it flavored and just keep it 
What's the fucking problem? So that's a quality mix for syrups. Juices are always going to be a little bit iffy because there are some great um, craft cocktails out there who they do call for specific juices. Now, if I have time and energy, you know, I always go to my local juice place and get, you know, some cold pressed pineapple juice, cold, excuse me, cold pressed kiwi juice, cold pressed, whatever the fuck. But there are some times you got to just dole that shit. I have many, many cocktails on the Instagram page at Cocktails and Culture, the number one at Cocktails and Culture one, where there's a big ass bottle or can of dole pineapple juice because you can't do it all the time. And I get that. And honestly, some that's because I don't have a motherfucking uh, juicer. Some people do. Have some good juice. Have good juice. So that means if you have to get pineapple juice, don't get... What is that fucking shit? Like, just... If you need orange juice, don't have Minute Maid. Like, just pay the extra money. Because this is going into your body. It really and truly is. Don't buy great value. All those extra additives, like you will be fucking big mom in no time. And I know a lot of girls who are in their early thirties where they're looking like big mama now. And we can't do that. Don't get me wrong. I ain't got fucking abs and shit, but I damn sure. You know what? I'm not doing that. I'm not being mean. I'm not being nasty. I'm being positive. This is about positivity. It's all about being better. That's all it is. Hashtag be best. Hashtag don't be big mama. Fuck that shit. I've drank so much gin today and I've ate so much crunchy curls that my mouth is just like trashed. And if I know crunchy curls is a regional snack, it's like flaming hots, but better. And it's from the Midwest. It's just, I just overdid it and I'm not feeling too well. So I just decided to share that with everyone. So as far as the coach is concerned, the only thing that really struck me was this Kodak Black situation. And I'm not even going to play the fucking verse because it's whack as fuck anyway. First of all, he did say that he's the best rapper ever. He's better than Biggie and Pac and Nas. And obviously, he's just trolling. He just... He's not making music, so he has to say shit like that to get attention. And I honestly think he's special needs. And that's not a dig or an insult to people who are special needs. I just, you know, everyone knows that kid in special needs class where he's like trying to freestyle and shit. I went to high school with one where he tried to freestyle and it's like, it's like 50 Tyson. My name 50 Tyson. I rap. I rap. It's like that type of shit. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, like, I'm talking about real shit. 50 Tyson would hit fucking hard right now if he came out. Like, if he got a record deal, because he's clearly special needs. But they don't fucking care. They'll put some dreads on him and some gold teeth and some and some chains. And that motherfucker will be in the club hitting that shit. He's clear. Like, Kodak Black is clearly a special needs person. That's what I think. And so he's saying things where I'm just like... If you ever spoke to someone with special needs, it's like, all right, yeah, you're right. You know, Woody the Cowboy is going to run for president next year. You're right. Thanks, Jeffrey. You're the smartest person ever. I'll probably delete that, but I don't edit shit. So at me if you want to. I cut that ass down. But he also said something about young and may which i don't agree with and i've gotten into some discussions about on different pages 
because he literally, he pretty much what he said was, I don't know what's the confusion. If young M.A. has a coochie, I'm fucking. So to break that down, he said, I don't care if she refers to herself as a lesbian because she has a vagina. I'm going to have sex with her still. And me personally, I'm like, these motherfuckers out here, you know, it's not like he said, if she give me a chance, I'm smashing. He said, I'm doing it anyway. And if the tables would turn to all my male listeners who I 100% support and I know who and I support because y'all support me. So love y'all. And this, obviously this podcast isn't directed toward a specific gender. This is for everybody. If you love cocktails and you love culture and you're here, then this is for you. But to my male listeners, if a homosexual man looked at you and said, yeah, I know you like women, but I'm sticking my dick in your asshole. Fuck what you talking about. You would want to shoot him. You would want to put him the fuck down. So why is it okay for a man to say that to a woman, it's not okay. And some people are saying, you know, now it's a part of the Me Too movement. And and as a woman, and not to get too preachy or too heavy on this shit because it's daytime and I'm drinking and I'm having a good time and I'm probably going to make some more avocado toast after I do my Aztec clay mask because I've been drinking already and I just suck my shit up. Also, and I'll probably do an episode about this as well. Self-care is so fucking real. Like, when I did my live recently, everyone was like, you're, oh my God, your teeth, like, you know, my teeth are white as fuck. My skin is very clear. My stomach is flat, but I take care of myself when I'm not putting shit in my body. And not, not, I'm sorry, shit like crunchy curls. These craft cocktails are delicious, but everyone knows what you do or what happens to your body when you do anything to access, especially drinking. So I make sure when I'm not drinking, I'm, you know, I'm working out, I'm eating very clean. I am skincare regimen so self-care is fucking real do that shit Let, let's make sure that we have especially as women who are so busy and obviously i'll do it i'll do a podcast episode dedicated to that as well where a lot of women are just fucking swamped but you gotta have time to take care of you because a lot of women out here walking around looking like a wet paper towel and not even a brawny paper towel i'm talking about those Paper towels at work, the brown ones. You look like a wet paper towel, bitch. Let's do better. But I digress. <laughs> we have to do a better job in not telling women what they should f- stress out about or how they should feel about certain situations. Don't get me wrong. There's a, there's a totally different degree of, you know, offensive speech and aggression like if a perfect example there's a big difference between a man saying hey how you doing and opposed to a bitch what that pussy tastes like Uh two different things now what we have to remember is we can't tell a woman how to feel about any of those things because there are men out there when you know, if, if I say, yeah, this man yelled at me and asked me what that pussy tastes like, there's going to be a guy who, there's going to be literally, literally, there's going to be a guy out there who's going to say, well, he didn't touch you. So what's the problem? We can't tell people how to react when they are offended. So unless they're being completely fucking irrational, but at the same time, you still have to just, we have to stop. We have to stop excusing 
bad behavior from men because we're all we've all been desensitized to it for so long that oh well he just said this so it's fine no fuck that shit you shouldn't be fucking saying that don't tell me that because i have a vagina you fucking anyway nigga i will shoot you like i'm I'm known for smacking a motherfucking mouth i am notorious there's at least seven grown men who can attest to i will smack you in the fucking mouth if you talk slick to me slick to me excuse me but now that i'm in my 30s and i'm married I, i'm just gonna fucking shoot you i'm not catching an assault charge i'm just gonna shoot you and then tell the police you had a gun I say that as a joke because a really good person, well, she's gone now. She's she's an old lady, but she shot her son and told the police that he had a gun. And that's why she shot him. She didn't kill him at all. She just, she shot, she shot him though. She she was a beast. God rest her soul. Shit. That's that old school shit. But that's just my take on the whole situation. Obviously everyone feels differently, but you're not about to just tell me you're going to have sex with me regardless of what, just because I'm a woman and I have a vagina. You're not going to do that. And that's very offensive. So, but once again, at the same time, like I stated before, he's special needs. So take it with a grain of salt. Lick that shit, suck a lime, do a shot of tequila. Boom. That's pretty much all I have for the culture. I didn't see anything else that was even worth talking about. Um, which gets to our topic, which I'm really excited about. Um, what I really wanted to discuss was dating. And as I said in the beginning of the podcast, there are some people who may say, what do I know about dating? Because I'm married, but bitch, I'm here because I dated. I, I, I got this shit figured out. And not only am I married, but I'm happily married. And I know I married someone who's, I hate to be cliche, but that, that's my, he's my homie. That's my fucking ace. Like I'll be out doing shit, having a good time without him. And I'm like, damn, I really wish that he would be here because he's my friend. And a lot of people who do get married, because for a lot of people, marriage is their goal. Marriage for me was never a fucking goal. Like for the longest time, I didn't want to get married. And then by the time I was maybe... 26 27 I was like well if I do get married then fuck it I'll get married but I'm not itching for it like what the fuck and so when I did decide to get married I knew I was marrying someone that you know I I enjoy him as a person and a lot of people out there specifically there are some men and women there are some men out there who got married and they look at their wife and they want to kick that bitch down the flight of stairs there are some women who got married and they're like, it, the second he gets struck by lightning, it is on and popping. I There's no value into that. But this ties into why it's so important to date. Because if you're dating and if you're getting to know people, you know what you want and what you don't want. You know what you like and what you don't like. So you're not going to settle for no bullshit. But also not just with dating. And this is the biggest problem I feel like in the black community is that there's no more courtship you know if, if a man spends time and energy and money on you it's not called courting anymore it's called trekking and i refuse to believe that just because a man spends money and time for your attention and your presence it's called trekking but i mean what did wayne say it ain't tricking if you got it it ain't like i feel like well first of all to me there's a big difference between tricking and gold digging and, co- and courtship. There is. The biggest difference to me is sincerity and intention. Like, if you're a woman and 
you're really in love with a guy. And once again, I always have to say, I'm speaking from a heterosexual st- you know, standpoint. I can't speak for anyone, a lesbian relationship, a homosexual relationship, because I haven't been in one. And the dynamics, once again, are nuanced and completely different. I'm speaking from a heterosexual standpoint with possibly traditional gender roles in mind. Because that's what I've lived, so that's what I have to go off of. Okay. But if you're a woman and you're in love with a guy and... You really want to be with him, but you, you know, you need help with your rent and asking him for money. That ain't you gold dig and say, hey, you know what? They cut overtime at my job. They cut the hours. I'm going to be short on my rent. We've been seeing each other for months. I need a couple hundred bucks. That's not you being a gold digger. And I mean, the city girls say every pussy got a price, which is true. But to to make it even more classy women, your time is valuable. Your presence is valuable. Your energy is valuable. And if a man wants to be in front of you or be in, be in your space, he there has to be some benefit. Now, the benefit doesn't have to be monetary. It doesn't. If you're, if you're the type of woman, you're saying that if a man want to talk to me, he got to give me some money first, then you may be a prostitute and I hope you're in the right state. But... You can't just sit here and give someone your time and your energy for nothing. What are you getting out of it? You know, you may be seeing a guy who may not, you know, have a job. First of all, bitch, why are you dating a man with no job? But whatever. But if you may be, if you're dating a, a man with no job, but he's very intelligent and you feel better and more intelligent after being in his space and you get something out of it, then that's great. Then good for you. But you have to be able to get something out of it. And that's not being a gold digger. I hate that shit. I hate that. Oh, because she has him for money. Well, she should especially, especially if you're being intimate, you've given somebody some butt and you mean to tell me you can't ask, ask them for $5 and shit. Cause you thirsty bitch. Bye. You fucking the wrong one. I'm not doing that. That's not gold digging. It's not gold digging is going through the newest recruits for a school. Gold digging is a Jersey chaser. Gold digging is going to the NFL combine looking to see what numbers who get what and who looks at who and that's who you're giving the pussy to that's gold digging but meeting a guy and actually having genuine intentions of wanting to be with him and enjoying his time his space his energy but asking him for help when you need some whether it be financially or emotional whatever that's not gold digging and as men we have to get back to fucking courtship you do. A lot of guys don't court anymore. And because they no one wants to be taken advantage of. Everybody wants to be, oh well, you know, she ain't getting no I you know, she I'm my panic. Fuck that shit. If you're actively seeing a woman and you you really care about her, you should want because once again from traditional traditional gender roles and I, and I'm kind of on the on the on the edge about that because not even aside, gender tradition excuse me because I'm drinking traditional gender roles aside the natural of a man is to protect and provide like I know a many a men who just happen to love a dick in their mouth but they are amazing providers and amazing protectors they take care of their family like none other so I think that's just what it is whether you a top or a bottom. <laughs> don't give a fuck what you do in the bedroom but as a man if you're out there and you're taking care of your business that's the natural order of things that's what i care about because the actual definition of courtship is appearing 
uh, excuse me, a period during which a couple develops a romantic relationship, especially with the view of marriage. And a, a man actually takes the actions uh, to pursue her. So, you know, back in the 50s and the 60s, and no matter what ethnicity you are, you come into a house with intention of seeing a woman, you're bringing, you know, flowers, candies, a gift. Get, fuck, can you see, y'all seen Godfather? You know, he was courting homegirl when he went to Italy. You know, the girl who got blown up. Motherfuckers. But he brought gifts for the whole family. That's what courtship is. It's with the intent. You, you want to see me? You have to court me. That's not gold digging. That's called fucking standards. The problem is no one wants to be alone in their bed at night. So there are no standards. You know, a girl just happy because a nigga took her to Applebee's. Bitch, no. And mind you, I'm not saying that a guy has to spend four figures every time he takes you out. Like, my dad always tells me, spend the best your money can afford. So if the best you can afford is Applebee's to take a girl out. Because your money's tight as shit. By all means, God bless. Then do that shit. So you should expect a man to be able to take you out. You should expect a man to be able to cover your drinks. Or when you come out, not even to reach for your wallet. And as men, if you don't have money like that, like to be completely candid and honest. When I started dating my husband, he lived an hour and a half away. And he would come you know, every weekend he would come up here to visit me and take me out and I would take him to all the bougie places and shit where it's like $20, $30 a drink and shit. Like and after the third week, dead ass, he sat me down and he was like, look, I don't know what you think I do for a living, but I ain't got money like that. Like you're going to have to do something or you're going to have to cook at home or we're going to have to scale it back or you're going to have to come visit me because I'm spending money to drive all the way out here to see you. And I'm spending hundreds of dollars every time we go out. That's a lot for me. And because I had a genuine and sincere interest in him, that wasn't a big deal. I said, oh, well, shit, thanks for telling me. I'd rather him had that conversation with me and told me at that point, my juice was like six years ago. I, I, I respected him from telling me that instead of like walking around with this account and negative and shit because he's trying to impress a girl. Little Wayne just said, it ain't tricking if you got it. If you out here broke as fuck still spending money yeah you tricking at that point even though he had a sincere interest in me but you were spending money you didn't have i say all that to say this as far as the men they have to do better you have to put that pride aside and the expectation of oh well shit she trying to use me no she not if you are really trying to see a woman you got to fucking see a woman. You got to court a woman. You ain't got to show up to her house with fucking red bottoms or a Louis Vuitton Azure Damier RT bag. I got a, I got a, I got a really good anniversary gift. So I'm, I'm still reeling from it. It's a great, it's a great gift. But you ain't got to show up with shit like that. And if a woman is on some city girl shit, expecting you to show up breaking stacks, Think twice. It's one thing if a woman expects for you to pay, which honestly you should. Because I've met girls who've gone out and they can't get a motherfucker to buy them a Sprite in opposed to a cocktail. They can't get a dinner. They can't get shit. I'm like, fuck that. You have to set your standards to a certain to a certain level. They don't have to be... Oh, also, your standards have to have a positive correlation with the level of your attractiveness.
and not to be superficial because because I'm not I mean I'm a I'm an I'm a redwood I'm an oak of a woman so I get it and I ain't the finest thing on the planet but if you are here looking like Joe Frazier in the face and shit well bitch you shouldn't expect lunches at the ocean air more importantly if you looking like Joe Frazier and you work at Burger King calm the fuck down you shouldn't be expecting someone to pull up with an S class with bags on deck like be realistic. What you bring to the table 100% fucking matters as well. Now, if you out here looking like Lupita Nyong'o with her fucking Yale degree and all the extra shit, then yeah, you should be expected to be fucking flown out. I'm sorry. What did the kids say? Flewed out to fucking Sicily and shit on a whim. You should be. And so to a lot of my sisters out there where you are here, you got the degree, you got the money, aim high. There's nothing wrong with that. I got, the first time I got flewed out, I was I think I was maybe maybe I think I was 24, 20 no, I think I was 26, 25, 26 the first time I, I got put on the plane. The fuck? Why not? You want me to come see you or you want me to go do what and where and how? Put me on a plane. Send me the confirmation. What hotel am I staying at? I'm saying I'm staying at a hotel separate from every whatever the fuck. Give me all that shit. There's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't make you a gold digger. You have standards. But at the same time, your standards should be realistic as well. Or if you're dating a guy and you like him and there's a genuine interest in him, but you know he has a job where he makes $40,000 a year, don't expect him to show up with a five-carat diamond ring. There's a lot of... There's a lot of... There's a lot of people... I think what, what fucks everyone up between the differences of courtship and dating and tricking is social media. A lot of men and women start to have these unrealistic expectations. Like, perfect example, Portia. She is a cast member on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. She met a guy and he, you know, he would just shower her with gifts, with diamond rings and necklaces. And he also gave her a Rolex. But, and he said it pretty, he was pretty accurate. He was like, you know, we may, I make a certain amount of money. I'm not going to give her a Movado. Yeah, if, if you're netting three to four to five million dollars a year when you gift your significant other with something it should be pretty fucking nice and high quality but if you're only doing forty fifty thousand dollars a year guess what a Movado will be the best you can do buy the best your money can so to the women I always say have high expectations make him court you and if a man isn't willing to take you out and to, to show you his genuine interest, you don't need to be fucking dealing with him. And men, if there's a woman you have genuine interest in, court her. Now, if she has six kids by five different men and you're not sure if she finished high school or not, slide up through a house and bust it open. Whatever, that's on you. But if there's a woman you actually really genuinely want to be with or have interest in being in a serious relationship with, you do have to fucking court her. You do. And to any motherfucker, to any man who thinks, oh, you shouldn't be doing that or what, you, you, you are fucking lame and you're square and you're going to die lonely and single with long toenails to no one, with no one to cut them. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard and I've ever seen in my life. It's an old, old man with toenails, longest fucking fingernails and couldn't even reach him and had no one to cut him because he was single. He's ostracized everyone that he knew. Don't be letting these motherfucking friends who 45 years old, 35 years old, still single, 
talk you out of showing interest to a woman you really want to be with. There's nothing more pathetic and sad than an old, lonely man. Women, we're going to be okay. That's a fact. And this is why men be dropping dead faster than us anyway. We're going to be okay regardless because we know what to do. But these men out here, after they push, they, after they after 50 and they don't have anyone there for them, them bones start creaking. Don't listen to them motherfuckers. Don't. And they still going to be the, the old men. The men right now who don't see a value in a healthy relationship always turn into old niggas in the club. And everybody knows. I'm yelling right now. Everybody knows who the old nigga in the club is. That shit's mad creepy. And guess what? Those be the motherfuckers who get tricked on. Who, who, who the gold diggers come after him for his pension money. And all he got is time and money. Just to have somebody hold him a little bit, rub on his belly, cut his toenails, but that he got to give her three, five, four, five thousand dollars every two, three months just to keep her around. Fuck that shit. I know y'all don't want to hear me talk about glassware, but it's a different swag when you drink out of different glasses. Like right now, I'm drinking out of a martini glass, and I'm sitting here, legs crossed. Feeling really ladylike. But when I'm drinking out of like a Collins glass or a Rocks glass, I want to kick somebody in the fucking face. Also, and this is a few things we're going to just wrap everything up. But you have to just know, know your limitations. There are some guys out there who there are women where you're spending all your time and all your money trying to impress. But you are in the fucking friend zone. Know that shit. If you've been spending money and time with her for months and she ain't give you no kiss or she ain't give you that look. And not to say that women, you're obligated for anything, but we're all animals out here. And there's always a genuine, innate attraction to someone that even though you're trying to restrain yourself and you're trying to wait. But if you want to kiss someone, you're going to fucking do it because you're attracted to them. And fellas, if you're dating a girl and it's been months and she ain't even want to fucking hold your hand and shit. And you're still you're still spending money. You tricking at that point. There is no genuine and sincere interest on her part. But when there's a genuine, sincere interest on both parts, it's not a problem. It's not a problem if she's genuinely and sincerely into you, and she asks you for money. And if you give that to her because you're genuinely and sincerely into her, there's not a problem as well. Whenever people have those ulterior motives, that's when that shit gets muddy and that shit gets dirty and it's nasty. So. I say all of that to say this. We do need to embrace the beauty of being courted. Fellas, feel good when you're courting a woman. Feel good to bring her flowers. Feel good to give her gifts. There's nothing fucking wrong with that. If it's within your budget and your specific amount of money of bullshit that you spend money on, do that shit. What's wrong with that? Especially for a black woman. I hate to be so preachy, but black women get kicked over. and Because we're black women as a whole... The way we're brought up, we're not brought up to date. Like, I know we I said I'm not gonna I'm gonna wrap this shit up, but let's 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 get into this dating shit real quick. Oh, are we we okay, right? We okay? Let me go refill. I'm gonna switch over to no, I'm gonna keep I'm, I'm gonna keep drinking gin. Dating is so important. It's so important. It's 
like I said before, we as black women, we're not raised to date. We're raised to get a man, get married, have babies. Or a lot of women, a lot of black women, unfortunately, they're not raised to do anything. They just fall into some type of situationship with a guy. And if they have a baby, that's it. They're, they don't, they're not raised with any expectations or standards. And that falls on the parents, obviously. My mother used to always tell me, or she told all of my cousins, because I have a billion cousins, and they're all older than me, to not go to bed butt naked. That was her main advice for dating was this wear a condom get on a pill and wear a condom and you'll be fine do whatever the fuck you want to do and my father would just tell me that um he said he he the one time we had a sex talk he says i don't expect for you to wait till you're married to have sex don't get pregnant don't be out there doing the pussy i don't know what doing the pussy is but that's what he referred to it as because he's eloquent but Dating is important. Dating is just, it's not about just going out to fucking Fridays. It's about learning. And I hate to even sound this way, but dating is more about you than it is about the person you're dating. Because you learn so much about yourself based off of the people you date. You really do. You learn about what you like, what you don't like, what you're willing to put up with, what you accept. Your, your level of patience. You learn all that shit by dating. And it's okay. Just because a motherfucker at, take you out to dinner, he don't owe, you don't owe him shit. Ladies, you owe him dick. He asked you out. He saw you and asked you out. Fucking let him take you out. My thing is, there are a lot of ladies, and I've listened to different podcasts, and they have these crazy, unrealistic fucking lists of, of things they expect a man to have. He got to make six figures. He got to be over six foot three. He got a white teeth, no kids, uh, drive a foreign car. He has to have this degree from this HBCU. He has to, you know, love his mother, but his mother has to love Jesus, but he has to go to church, but not so much because he still has to be cool, but he still got, has to be kind of hood, but he doesn't have to have a fucking record, but he still has to have a degree, but he doesn't have to be a fucking nerd, but he has still want to be a little bit nerdy, but he also has like, fuck that shit. It's so nuanced. It's so compartmentalize it's bullshit if you really want to say okay and and i'm speaking from personal experience so let's get raw let's get odb raw okay this is the moment in time where i would like play the song well baby i like it raw this is the time where i would play it um but it's 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 you you gotta you have like me myself personally I was in a relationship for, obviously this is before my husband, and I was in a relationship for about four years. This is right into, um, right out of high school and into college. And I was actually, we I graduated and him and I were together. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I have to. This shit goes hard. I think I should have a segment about me being raw and being open and honest. I'm a very private person, so give me feedback. DM, email, at cocktailsandculture at gmail, which I think about that. But to be raw, um, yeah, I was with a guy. 
four years. I graduated college. We were still together. And this guy on paper was someone that I was supposed to be with. I was supposed to be with him. He was six foot five, dark. He played basketball, business major. Got it. He ended up getting his degree. I was supposed to end up with him. We talked about marriage, kids, the whole shebang. And it didn't work out. Okay. And when it didn't work out, I was like, I was vexed. Like, how the fuck was this not going to work out? Like, on, on my long list, because at that point in my time in my life, I had a long list of my expectations and criteria for men as well. And he met all of them. You know, he didn't smoke. He didn't drink. He didn't go out. He wasn't a partier, very respectful, you know, like all these things. And it still didn't work. So I thought to myself, if he met all of these criteria that I had, but it still didn't work, then maybe I'm wrong. And that fucked me up. I was like, fuck. Okay, so I'm I'm 100% wrong about this shit. So what I did, and I think, and I implore a lot of women to do this as well, strip all that shit off. Strip your, and I'm not saying having, not having standards or criteria, but strip everything down to the bare basics. Because a lot of women out here in their 30s are still unmarried and, which isn't a problem. It's not a problem. But a lot of them want to be still. Strip all that shit down and start with the bare basics. My bare basics. First thing, which is not even a number, but a guy had to be attractive. Like, I had I had to be attracted to you. If I'm not attracted to you, I'm not looking your way. Fuck that. You got to be fine. Because at that age, I was realizing I was kind of hot. And I was like, okay, well, the guy got to be hot too. So that's not even a prerequisite. You just got to be hot. Whatever. But the top three things for me was... Gainfully employed, have all of your teeth, have your own car. I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Northwest Indiana. I say car. I do not say car. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to say car. That was the first three things I needed. And the rest of it, you know, obviously having to be over six feet tall, having to be educated, no children, all that shit, that will come after the fact. But if you had, if those first three things, you met those three criteria. I let you take me out. If you asking me, what the fuck? You know, let me take you out. Okay, well, take me here. I, I get a bunch of food and take a doggy bag to go. Shit, fuck it. I wasn't cooking at the time anyway. That's what we got to do. Strip everything down to the bare minimum and let... There's so many times I hear girls who... Oh, he has to have this. He has to have that. But bitches ain't been on dates in fucking a millennia, a decade and shit. Fuck that, girl. Fuck that. Strip it down. Like, can y'all tell I'm like, I'm hitting that serious lick between buzz and like throwing a glass against the wall drunk. Fuck that. No, no, seriously. No, fuck that shit. Have a basic minimum level of criteria and go on that first date because not every guy you meet is husband material not every guy you meet is meant to be the man of your dreams once again to be raw i met a guy and i dated a guy who wasn't i mean he met the first three pieces of my little list but he wasn't anything i wanted to take home to my mother <laughs> you know he was cute he was he had his own car he had his own job you know but he was he's all right but I let him take me out and obviously it didn't work out, but he was the person who put in once again, to reiterate for the ones who have not listened to any other episodes, 
I'm originally from Maryville, Indiana, and now I live in San Diego, California. So this random kid that I dated for a summer, he's the one who put the idea in my head to go and move to San Diego. The conversation, I never forget it because I drove a pickup truck. And S10 was a beast. Um, we were just, I was like going back to my place. And he was like, you know, I'm thinking about, and we had been dating for like a month. He's like, you know, I'm thinking about moving back to San Diego because he had lived out there for a few months, maybe like a year ago. And I was like, okay. He goes, yeah. I was like, you know, it's the beach, it's the weather. And I had never been born in Southern California, but I had never been back like ever in my life. And so he was just talking about it. He goes, you know, I'm just going to go back. And I was like, shit, California, you know, move back. Why wouldn't you? He said, yeah, why wouldn't you? I was like, yeah, why wouldn't you? And he says, no, why wouldn't you? I said, oh, why wouldn't I? And at that point, I thought about that Khalees song. Because like me and my cousin, Akilah, we listened to this song so much when it came out. And I thought about that one line. But no, like literally there was nothing in Indiana for me. Nothing. Clothes, relatives, that's it. So why wouldn't I move? And within 12 months, I had got rid of my apartment, got all my shit, moved back in with my mother and was on my way to visit San Diego for the first time. And then a few months later, I was living out there. And so this person was brought into my life, not for me to marry but he was literally put in my life so I can move to San Diego. And if obviously, if I've never moved to San Diego, I would have never fucking met my husband. Never. Like, statistically, my husband and I shouldn't have never been in the same room. And we met. So, when you meet a guy, and if you have a top three, top five basic level of criteria that you have, and he meets those, let him take you out. Like, the date, he may be fucking whack as fuck. He may be a fucking square, but you may leave that date, leave early because he said something stupid and run into the guy and that, that's going to be the one for you. Don't let society or social media tell you, like not everybody's fucking Idris Elba or Morris Chestnut. Fuck that shit. They're not. Or in my case, Pinche Rafael Amaya. Shit. <laughs> I don't fucking know. He's trade, but he's, he's attractive. But not everyone's going to look the way you expect them to look. Like, you have to just have a basic level of criteria and go from there. And that's fine. That's fine. But go on that date. Don't let society or your preconceived notions of what you want dictate, dictate, excuse me, your happiness and tell you what you should be looking for and not be looking for. You fuck around and be alone for, forever. And honestly, not to make this a gender-based or a ethnicity-based conversation topic, but black men date with their hearts a lot. So I'm just saying, just go for it, you know, reach for that shit, enjoy that shit. You meet a guy, he's attractive, he's feeling you, you're feeling him, let him fucking take you out. That's my best piece of advice. 
So this was a really great episode. I know I got very passionate about a few things, but you know, fuck it. It is what it is. Um, I had a good time um, having my cocktail, the Virgin Lady. I am a big fan of gin. I will always be a fan of gin. This ain't Seagram's. This ain't your uncle shit. Like, this is what it is. I am also very excited about you know, Tamia, T-E-M-I-A, 2192-T-O-314. Tamia, 2192-314. I'm excited for her winning the contest. I cannot wait to message her and talk to her and get in her head about what she wants to make and make it for you all. Um, I'm always still making cocktails. I'm so, so appreciative and thankful for everyone who still supports the podcast. Like, I'm overwhelmed. Like even like I don't have like a million listens, but the little listens that I have all the way through, I'm still just I'm still just very appreciative of everyone's support because I'm a fucking asshole to people that I know and love. <laughs> For you to still support me says a lot. And uh, the Instagram page, I'm still consistently making cocktails, which isn't easy. Let's keep that real. Me having to make these craft cocktails by hand from scratch consistently for, for you all isn't easy, but that's my passion. And as I stated before in previous podcasts, if one person can get something from it, it makes it all the worthwhile, which I love. Not that person that I wasn't alive on recently who was drinking Jim Beam out the bottle, who he who shall not be named. I'm giving you the Voldemort treatment, Voldemort that nigga. Um... So I really appreciate that. Appreciate the time of you listening. I'm still trying to get this podcast thing together and still trying to piece it together and get, you know, make it not sound like shit. Make it not sound like scotch tape. Also, also, as time goes on, for those that do not know, I am a huge fucking nerd. So Game of Thrones is fucking about to come out. And I will have little mini episodes of my podcast dedicated to the Game of Thrones. What I want to do midweek is I am actually going to start dropping podcast episodes dedicated to Game of Thrones seasons and episodes. I will fucking do that. Let me know if you think that's a great idea. So DM me. If you know me, text me, whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm dead ass serious. I'm dead ass. If you think it's a good idea of having Game of Thrones episodes, just little 20, 30 minute joints, hit me up and let me know. Very serious. I, Cause I'm passionate about it. I got some really great, um, great wine back from Indiana. Shout out to, shout out to Oliver Wine, the one winery that let fucking minors come in. N- never mind. They didn't, they didn't, you had to have an ID, but anyway, Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to everything with me, giving me your energy, giving me your time, giving me your attention, and letting this drunk lady who's done laundry all day rant about some bullshit. So definitely have fun with the culture. Enjoy the cocktails. Next week, we will have another episode. Peace.